1: Hello and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast here to help inspire more people to discover and love the arts. I'm Ben Eshmade and this week we're delving into our archive looking back to October 2017 and different trains 1947. This was a fascinating project which featured composer Jack Barnett from These New Puritans and producer Sand Dunes amongst other key performers and filmmakers. Let's follow the railway tracks to the past, exploring ideas of migration, home, and heritage.
2: Mumbai is an absolutely incredible place, just complete sensory saturation. Everything turned up to 11. You walk out the door and there's just the potential for chaos in life.
3: The train journeys were brutal and gruesome, and there's a whole, a whole lot of stories there to tell, basically.
1: On the 1st of October 2017, you could have been in the audience for Different Trains 1947, a multimedia response to the story of Indian freedom that took inspiration from minimalist composer Steve Reich's 1988 work Different Trains.
4: And when composers started hearing what Steve had accomplished in Different Trains, it kind of opened up uh, a huge palette for all sorts of uh, possible colors and um I, I, I think that that piece has had a big influence on the, the entire form of of the string quartet you know in the first movement for example different trains that 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 sense of of a, a train journey and then the kind of the impending urgency that that leads into movement too and then the, the sounds of the the, the sirens and, of course, the, the voices of the survivors of the Holocaust. I mean, the way he treated that subject and those voices and sounds to me is, is so uh,
1: beautifully realized. David Harrington from Kronos Quartet talking about the impact and ambition of the work that Reich composed for them. Reich's minimalist masterpiece was, of course, just a form of inspiration or a starting point. This was an entirely new series of work featuring music, archival footage and interviews with those who lived through this pivotal period of history, the partition of India, as we'll discover. This multimedia performance was divided into three parts, featuring a performance from actress with vocalist Priya Ota Otauman, the second part was the work of Jack Barnett, the third featured sand dunes. Both the second and third section incorporated percussionist Jivraj Singh and also featured a new work from filmmakers Ian Forsyth and Jane Pollard. Artists Ian and Jane incorporated archival footage from the BFI National Archive alongside newly shot narratives of two actors who were descended from families on each side of the partition. I spoke to Jack Barnett and Sunaya arte aka Sand Dunes at Different Times via Skype and then joined the answers together. Jack began by telling me
2: how did I get involved with the project? We get asked to do these kind of commission works so often and so often we say no that statistically we have to say yes to something and this seemed so well, so in tune with what I was thinking about at the time. It was really perfect. Um, I love Steve Reich's later work. It's funny because I came to his music from the late stuff stuff like Different training and Three Towns and worked my way back to the beginning. There's also the attraction of doing something that's not these new Puritans. To do something that where you aren't the authority or you aren't at the centre of it really. It's a good to disorder yourself sometimes to this seem like a good opportunity to do that. Yeah, I and mean, it would be nice to be back at the barbecue as well. like a place we've uh, spent quite a lot of time over the years.
3: So we've had these, these residencies where we've spent a lot of time together actually talking about all the conceptual furniture, so to speak, and talking about how, and also how meaningful it might be to use certain approaches to tie in themes like partition and to tie in the India-Pakistan story. And I think more, more in the philosophical and the ideation sense, it's been super collaborative. And then we've gone off on our own to kind of put that, those thoughts into practice, if that makes sense.
1: Why do you think a train journey is such a powerful and important human experience? That's obviously at the heart of the work.
3: Um, In this context, the British Raj in India is highly synonymous with in Indian railway network. And this is often something that I, I don't think people are very aware of, but it's... It's like something that was in our history books. One of the biggest things that the British left behind was the Indian Railway Network. I mean, train journeys are highly significant human movement and economy and cultural exchange. And uh, But here there is specific significance because when Pakistan was created, that is to say when India was partitioned, the train journeys were brutal and gruesome and um, it, it all happened at a time when uh, the largest mass migration known to human history was occurring. So, there's a whole, a whole lot of stories there to tell, basically. As the new dominions of Pakistan and India take over their own affairs, communal hatred flares up in the Punjab. Fleeing from their looted, blood-stained towns comes a new exodus, a million displaced persons. Independence has not yet brought them peace. Rejoicing turned quickly into horror and mourning. Throughout this vast land, Hindus and Muslims seek safety in new surroundings peace-loving people, theirs is the real tragedy. The fortunate few flee in army transports or in buses. The personal approach for me was, uh, it came through the idea of using my grandfather's story as the narrative that I wanted to utilize for this piece. And he basically moved from Karachi to, to Bombay. He, he came to India on a train in 1945, of course at that time it was all India. It's his train journeys that I have referred to uh, through the music and through this, this world. Uh, usually when projects like this come along, there's always a 50-50 chance that it would appeal to your current bank of interests, or maybe maybe it's just something incidental. And in this case, this was something that just really hit home for me. In 1945, when he did move, he was the only son and had many sisters. Had he known how drastic things would get between India and Pakistan, he wouldn't have chosen to stay on in India for work. He wouldn't have chosen to stay on in Bombay because he was very close to his family. And basically, it's a story of of being displaced to 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 a large degree similar to uh, i mean i'm in berlin currently and i can also tie in a lot of uh, uh, relating to the the whole idea of separating east and west berlin and how families were separated and that's yeah that's quite an emotional uh yeah an emotional topic for me i guess i think it's one of the lesser known incidents in 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 our history or lesser spoken about perhaps but it was, uh, I think, it's recorded as the largest mass migration, and it was on the at the root of it, it was laying a, lo- a lot of foundations for very unnecessary communal violence between Hindus and Muslims, and it really came to a to a point where, uh, uh, if you were not Muslim, you had to exit Pakistan, and and the same on the other side for for a lot of regions in India, and it it was violent. It was violent and had a huge impact on a lot of communities a lot of families it it was like not the glorified India is free of the British that's only one side of it um, that gets talked about and I think often this is something that doesn't really get get talked about very much The whole project really came at the right time. I was already beginning to refer to Steve Reich's work in a in a personal sense as a as a bit of a self study. There's a lot a lot of his other pieces that I've also tried to draw some amount of inspiration from. And the idea is that I am using different. Tools that that are already in my my sort of sonic palette, I suppose. So different synthesizers and instruments to create a bed of music that I've composed and written out to be likened to the railway tracks or the actual the the network, the railway network. And the content that will be performed is derived from interview recordings of my grandmother. My grandfather is no more, but my Grandmother um, was actually, we, we interviewed her and got her to tell his story and I've chopped up samples of her voice and going to be using all those components basically to kind of sonically portray a train journey with my grandfather as the protagonist, if that makes any sense at all. I thought
2: it was important to, before I went into the project, have some idea or of- carve out some little space for myself to occupy and have sort of money in the bank in terms of knowing I was going to do something that would be fun for want of a better word if the process is fun then you're kind of halfway there really and the idea I had when I was thinking about it was to record a train a steam train that would have been running in India at that time and how it unedited Starting up running for six or seven minutes Then eventually making all the sounds that a train will make on a journey like that and then eventually coming to a stop and Then to take the recording and write a drum part a drum kit part To the train so effectively have the drummer duetting with a train So that's the basis Around which the rest of the music is built And we're gonna have Jivaraj Singh is a great Indian play on it and then there's the the whole practicalities of how do you record something which is essentially a furnace on wheels you know um how do you attach microphones to something that's would melt any normal microphone stand so there's all that kind of thing and how you uh deal with all that it's it's funny how you find yourself knowing uh a lot about train crankshafts. You know. It becomes almost more like working on a, a film production.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Something, you know, has these other elements involved which dictate the music.
3: I am performing with Jivraj Singh. He's a drummer and producer and musician from, from Calcutta in India and um we we have done a lot of work together in the past but i usually perform as a as a solo artist and here we are uh, performing as a duo and i'm sort of looking at it uh, like splitting responsibilities of context and content so kind of likening my role to the the railway line and, and like likening his role to the actual railway carrier, if, uh, if I can.
2: Everything else that isn't the train and isn't the drama comes from the voices of people who live through these events. So taking their words from an interview that was conducted by uh, Amchal Malhotra in Bombay, taking their words and Manipulating them to produce all of the harmonic material
1: for the piece of music. Filmmakers Ian Forsyth and Jane Pollard created a 40-minute film which appeared alongside sections of Jack and Sunaya's performance, built around the ideas of shifting perceptions of history, memory and truth. In a previous interview, they told me this about the ideas of collaboration and the conversation between them as artists.
2: For us, collaboration is just such an important thing because it's such a central part of what we what we do together. I mean, we've worked together since we met at art school, so you know literally we know nothing else. it's the only thing we know how to do, and you know that's been twenty something years now so um collaboration forces you to externalize you know you have to you have to talk otherwise you're not collaborating
1: for us it's um it rests on a couple of things one is on the ability to to enjoy what you're doing that it's not uh it's not that thing in which you disappear into yourself it's the thing that you can um I mean it takes over your life it makes you know makes it makes having a relationship and um and, and a normal life quite hard but more than that I love the egging on that there's something about when you get to work with another person that you can kind of dare each other into things, and it makes you bolder and braver, and and ambitious and competitive, and and all of the things that I think it's hard to kind of self generate as a as an individual um, become become kind of quite natural. I think as a collaboration,
3: I think their role has been really significant in doing the whole body of work together. I mean, just, just to say that everybody is operating from such a different place, um, that it's given, I think it's it's created a lot of space to have an interpretation visually that is open. It's a big topic, uh, I think, in general, the, the subject of partition and Indian independence, it can be quite heavy. And I think they are trying to build something that is thought-provoking and at the same time not uh, Spoon feeding, if that makes sense. Also, I've given them like a very, a very clear uh, step by step or blow by blow, a visual version of what the what the the spoken word that I'm using. So all the bits that my grandmother says, they may not be easily understood when they're when they're being performed. It'll obviously sound like vocals, but the idea is that you may or may not. You may or may not be able to tie the dots together, depending on how how keenly someone is listening. I mean, there's there's so many layers to it. You know, there's a there's an angle that you're trying trying to serve the purpose of a theme and serve the purpose of uh, music above all, without kind of putting yourself in the picture uh, and getting the ego intertwined in the piece. And that's that's an interesting challenge. And then there's also the angle of vulnerability and I suppose being being alright with exposing these sections of, of your world that are meaningful to you and may not necessarily be meaningful to anybody else. Like it's it's definitely been a significant process for me this this project because I haven't in the past well for one I haven't played um, performed in Liverpool before I haven't played at the Barbican before it's a new context for sure it's a whole bunch of collaborators whom I have not worked with in the past Uh, on a more process oriented uh, level it's the first time that i'm i feel like wow this is really aligned with where i am and i'm also kind of just putting it out there so it's a little bit of putting fear aside for me personally which yeah it feels actually feels really good
1: what do you hope that the audience will take away from the performance it's obviously a complex issue
3: well yeah i mean i guess on a very uh, it's super complex and I don't think it would be right to have an expectation of conveying one, one or any side of a story and expecting, expecting to change minds or, or, or opinions. But I think, I think if the music can serve the purpose of igniting some kind of thought that's brought about by emotional turing. And in whatever in whatever way that means for each individual who's accessing the performance, I think that would to me, that would mean that it's served its purpose. It's going to be palpable what the context is. My performance might be referring to to trains and, and translating that sonically. Jack who's performing after that is using a lot of actual archived uh, audio from interviews of people on the trains he's also he's using sounds of an actual steam engine that he he got high fidelity recordings of a steam engine and uh, Darren is also using a lot of uh, sonic input that is very relevant to India and I think the whole like it won't be it won't be easy to miss what what the theme is here through all three movements
2: what's very striking about it is in India and Pakistan these events are they're not entirely history people are still living with the consequences and um, yeah they're they're still live events they're still affecting people's lives obviously you can't go in in a state of complete ignorance you you kind of owe it to the subject to learn something at the same time I don't really feel the need to have drawn any conclusions about the parties involved, you know. They are talking about the events that happened to them. They're talking about what happened to them, people's experiences, people's pain, people's hopes. That's all I want. I don't want to extend beyond that at all. Um, That's enough, really.
3: Yeah, maybe like what the, it's a trite phrase, but it's like the futility of violence and the futility of separation or war or displacement or all of those things that are futile and and almost um, synonymous with war even, I think that would be the music serving a pretty uh, noble purpose.
1: The concert, as I experienced, was crammed full of ideas, an ambitious journey which arrived successfully at its destination, a relevant and very powerful work. I'm Benesh Maid, thanks for listening to this archive edition of the podcast. Subscribe to Nothing Concrete on ACAR, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a review to help us get the word out.
3: Selling a little or a lot?